Day 1, Ascension Day Jesus The biggest mistake you can make about Ascension Day is to suppose that Jesus has now abandoned us, that he's gone somewhere else. We think like that because we imagine heaven and earth as utterly separate, so that if Jesus has gone to heaven, he's left us by ourselves on earth. If that was true, then all our praying would be a kind of long-range messenger service shouting across a vast gap, like someone in Nigeria trying to call out to a friend in Brazil with the whole Atlantic Ocean between them. But heaven and earth aren't like that, and Jesus has not left us by ourselves. In the Bible, heaven and earth are the two halves of God's one good creation. They are made for each other. One day, we are told, they will come together in a single unity. The Jews celebrated that in the temple, where heaven and earth came together as a sign of God's plan for the whole creation. And when Jesus came announcing God's kingdom, he meant that it was time for this great coming together to happen at last. He showed what that meant by healing people from all kinds of diseases. He demonstrated it dramatically by celebrating God's kingdom with all the wrong sort of people, the outcasts, the collaborators, the prostitutes. And when people complained, he pointed out crisply that they have a party in heaven when sinners repent and that he was joining in. Because Jesus was, in fact, the heaven and earth person, a kind of walking, talking temple, joining effortlessly together the powerful but gentle presence of the Creator God with the messy, awkward life of the present earth. Jesus plunged right into the middle of it all with a mixture of welcome and warning, a royal welcome to anyone who shared his vision of God's new regime, and a sharp warning to anyone who preferred the old regime of suspicion and hatred and violence. He saw how badly the world was out of joint, and he stood at the dangerous fault line between the way things are and the way God wants them to be, taking upon himself the full cost of turning the one into the other. We know how the story ends, or do we? Jesus chose Passover, the great Jewish freedom festival, to do what had to be done. He challenged the corrupt temple rulers, and behind them the global might of Rome's empire. His acted message spoke not only of God's new regime, but of himself as somehow embodying, spearheading that new world. Rome did what empires do, trying to destroy him and his dangerous message. But God raised him from the dead, and thereby declared that he was and is the coming king, the king under whose rescuing rule the whole earth would be full of heaven's glory. So, when we speak of Jesus then ascending to heaven, we mean that he now shares the very throne of God the Father. Heaven is the manager's office, the place from which the business of the world is now to be run. So why is the world still a mess? Because, as Jesus explained in the Sermon on the Mount, when God becomes king, he doesn't change the world the way we try to change the world. He doesn't send in the tanks as people wish he would do. He sends in the poor, the meek, the mourners, the people who are hungry for justice, the pure in heart. And by the time the Caesars of this world have woken up to what's going on, the humble and meek and pure in heart are looking after the poor, have set up schools and hospitals, 
are bringing hope to God's world. And that's where we come in. We are called to be part of this kingdom project. And it always starts, from our point of view, with prayer. With prayer for the things you can see which are most obviously wrong in the world. With prayer for the friends whose lives are in a mess. That phrase, Thy kingdom come, is at the heart of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is at the heart of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. The Sermon on the Mount is at the heart of Jesus' kingdom announcement. And Jesus himself is the very heart of God's saving purposes for the world. When we celebrate Ascension Day, we celebrate God's victory over evil. When we pray, Thy kingdom come, especially with particular people and situations in mind, we unleash the power of that victory in ways we can never anticipate. And so we pray, Thy kingdom come, O Lord, Thy rule, O Christ, begin. That which you have begun, Lord Jesus, in your death and resurrection and glorious ascension, we pray that you will continue by the power of your Spirit until the day when you hand over the kingdom to the Father so that God is all in all. And we pray that you will make us and all your people faithful to your calling, cheerful in your service, and by our work and by our prayer, fruitful for your kingdom, now and always. Amen.